Welcome back to another edition of the New England Travel Journal podcast. I'm your host, Sam Dostler. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Today, we are joined by Todd Plummer. Uh, he wrote a travel column recently in Boston Magazine. Of course, you can find Boston Magazine at bostonmagazine.com or by searching Boston Magazine on social media. The title of the article is A Bostonian's Guide to hopefully traveling this year. Todd has appeared in a number of publications, including, of course, Boston Magazine, The New York Times, Travel and Leisure, among many others. You can find him on Instagram at EatGayLove. Uh, Todd, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to, to join us and talk to us about some hopeful traveling throughout uh, the country and the world. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so what I love about this article is that it is looking into doing some traveling outside of our immediate area. We mostly focus on New England, uh, of course, hence our name, New England Travel Journal. But something we haven't talked about in a long time is traveling internationally, traveling domestically. And because there's the potential for it to start being more available this year, we wanted to have Todd on to talk about it a little bit. I want to start, Todd, with talking about why should people be optimistic this year about being able to travel safely on planes and around the country and the world as the year progresses? I think as the vaccine starts to roll out globally um, and people begin to feel more comfortable traveling, um, this could be the year that travel starts to slowly come back. Um, obviously, there are many precautions in place and um, you know, it seems like every airline has a different approach to safety and every country has a different approach to who can come in for what purposes. Um, and those will continue to evolve as the year progresses. But um, I'm pretty confident that travel will come back. Maybe not fully what it was before the pandemic, but um, I'm confident people will begin to start leaving the house this year. Yeah, right. And, and you have to do it uh, one step at a time, even if it's not everybody uh, hopping on a plane this summer or driving out of the New England region, uh, starting to get that snowball effect with, of course, once the vaccine is, is more prevalent and uh, more people are feeling confident. And with the safety precautions in place, I, I think that's really an exciting proposition for the, the travel industry that people are gonna, fingers crossed, hopefully feel more confident as this year progresses. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so what tips do you have for people who are planning domestic or international trips? Um, my first tip, if you haven't really left, you know, your hometown in the last year, my first suggestion would be to start small. Um, you know, you don't need to jump into the <laughs> like two or three week African safari for your first trip um, during the COVID era, but, you know, start with, if you live in the Boston area, maybe start with going to Newport, Rhode Island for a weekend. It's lovely in the summer. It's also lovely in the colder months. Um, or, you know, take that road trip up the main coast that you've been meaning to take forever. You don't really need to go big at first. It's about dipping your toe in the water and seeing what you're comfortable with and getting out of the house. We're talking with Todd Plummer of Boston Magazine. He recently wrote a travel column, A Bostonian's Guide to Hopefully Traveling this year. Uh, of course, we're talking a little bit about staying close in New England, but the article talks a lot about how this is the time to start thinking about traveling outside of the New England area. Um, I wanted to start with a 
drive that you, a, a, a location that New Englanders can drive to. You can take a plane if you want, but uh, it's an easy drive, Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, along with the Revolutionary War history there, of course, Monticello, Thomas Jefferson, uh, very prominent in Charlottesville. It's an amazing place for wine lovers. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's a great alternative to, you know, flying all the way across the country to Napa if you're a wine lover. Um, you know, my wine aficionado friends are really keen on the Virginia wine regions right now because they're surprisingly good. Um, so Charlottesville is great. It's, you know, probably a full day's drive from Boston. It's not, it's not too close, but, you know, it's not undoable either. And if you're comfortable flying, it's a really easy flight down to Richmond. And I believe Richmond to the Charlottesville area is just, um, it's like a 60 or 90 minute drive from there. But this is a beautiful area. There's wine, there's hiking, there's Shenandoah National Park is right there as well. It's, it's just a great release from uh, the Northeast. Yeah, I think going somewhere like Charlottesville, Virginia, that sort of region of the country, like you talked about is talked about if, if you're if you're ready to take some baby steps Newport uh, or up the main coast if you want to expand your horizons a little bit further as you mentioned this is a good one because uh, it's a bit of a drive it gets you out of New England but you can still if you want stay within your means stay within your own car and within your own familiarity so it's it's a nice mix uh, for, for someone looking to do a, a bit of traveling staying in the US before we move to some of the international places you talk about uh, Jackson Hole is on your list, uh, just outside of the Grand Teton National Park. Uh, I, I went there a, a number of summers ago now, so I know why this would be on your list. But what makes that location so special? What makes it such a, a, a tourist destination? The scenery is incredible. If you're a skier, the powder is just out of this world as well. And, you know, after this recent ice storm we had in New England, maybe you're keen to get out west for a little bit of powder before ski season is over. Um, but, you know, Jackson Hole is just, it's beautiful. The hotels are great. There's a great restaurant scene as well. Um, you really get to experience uh, the sort of rugged beauty of being surrounded by Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks. Um, but it's also a very comfortable and uh, posh sort of mountain town. Yeah, what makes it so unique is, is there's really that mix. You can go and spend the day hiking or skiing, and then you can go and uh, really enjoy the high life <laughs> in the mm -hmm. town of Jackson Hole. It's, it's, a, it's a fun mix. Absolutely. And ski season goes a bit later there than it does in New England. So if you are a winter sports lover, um, uh, to my knowledge in the last couple of years, they've had some great snowstorms well into April. So yeah, definitely to consider for this spring. And if you're a fan of milkshakes, this is a, a tip that I, I'll throw in there. I believe it's the Grand Teton Lodge where I stayed. Um, best vanilla milkshakes that I've ever had. So um, if you're coming <laughs> off of a hike in the summer and looking for a, a cool drink, plus the views from the hotel are, are spectacular. So uh, plenty of things to do out in the, the Grand Detons, Jackson Hole, and you can even go into Yellowstone National Park uh, if, if you're out that way. The, the, the parks are, are not too far apart. Uh, let's take a look internationally now. Um, Venice, Italy, that's one of the places that 
that was on your list. Totally. I mean, Venice is a perennial favorite. It's one of the great European cities for people to visit. Um, and, you know, I wanted to include Venice in this story because if 2020 taught us anything, it's that time is precious and to, you know, stop putting off that European trip that you've been trying, that you've been putting off for years and just, you know, it, now is the time to go, especially with climate change um, and uh, affecting Venice the way it is, um, you know, stop putting off that trip. Now is the time to go. Yeah, that was uh, some disappointing news with uh, the dam not holding in Venice, uh, what, a couple months ago now. Um, so it's certainly the time to go there. You also have Egypt on there. Uh, that's probably one that's not on a lot of people's lists generally. What, what stands out to you about, of course, the pyramids, but what stands out to you about uh, traveling to Egypt? Egypt was incredible. I went there as a solo traveler um, a little over a year ago now, sort of right before the pandemic. And it was, it just absolutely blew my mind. Um, I would say the thing that surprised me the most is how totally safe I felt the whole time. Um, I think Egypt has had a, a bad rap in the last couple of years. There's been quite a bit of political turmoil, um, but you know, as, as long as you're on the sort of well-worn tourist track, you're very well protected at all times. Um, so there, you know, I didn't have any sketchy moments. I just, I really, really loved walking around through the tombs and the pyramids and um, exploring these things which are just mind-bogglingly old. <laughs> what, what stood out to you the most when you were exploring the tombs and the pyramids? Is, is there a wow moment that you, you think back to now and again? Um, I mean, there were so many. I've been a lifelong Egypt lover, so it was a great... Um, sort of bucket list item to finally make it there. And there's so many aspects about the history that I love. But I, I would say the one thing that blew my mind the most uh, was that in many of the tombs in, um, in sort of the darker areas, which are more protected from the sun and sand and wind, a lot of the original paint is still on the walls. Mm. So while, you know, the images we often see of Egypt are of that sort of beige-ish kind of limestone sand colored stone um, a lot of these tombs on the inside still have beautiful um, blue red green paintings um, so it was just a, a really really rich experience to walk through and experience that we're talking with Todd Plummer about his article in Boston Magazine a Bostonian's guide to hopefully traveling this year you can find Todd on Instagram at Eat Gay Love. Also find Boston Magazine on social media by searching Boston Magazine or of course its website bostonmagazine.com. So before we get back into the the, the list in, in your article of, of places that people should consider, uh, could consider traveling to later this year, is there anything that people should be aware of in booking these sorts of trips in case they don't feel safe to go at the time or if it still isn't considered safe when, when their when their trip uh, dates arrive? I think the best thing you can do is visit the um, CDC and State Department websites and see what is being advised about these different places. I mean at this point the global pandemic is um, 
you know, like pretty much everyone across the board is adapting in some way, shape or form to the new normal of COVID precautions. Um, so it's just a matter of doing your research ahead of time. And the best thing you can do to get on the ground intel as well is to also touch base with your hotel um, when you make a reservation and they will definitely let you know of precautions and uh, testing requirements that you'll need to worry about. For sure, yeah, I definitely want to do your homework even even more so than than when you normally go on these trips. Unfortunately, it's not just the uh, planning the sites and restaurants you want to go to, but also uh, how to keep yourself safe. Uh, another place you mentioned, and this one intrigues me because uh, it's never one that's been on on my list personally, but I know a lot of people love it. Is Monaco? Uh huh. Uh, I mean Monaco. What's not to love? It's the it's Mediterranean. It's surrounded by the South of France. It's gorgeous. Uh, lots of beautiful people and buildings to look at. Uh, and the casino is there if you want to sort of, you know, put on your tux because no one has definitely, you know, none of us have worn a tux in the last year for sure. Um, so if you want to sort of dress up and have a fancy night out and really splurge, Monaco is the place to do it. And what makes this year unique is that, um, they are hosting not one Grand Prix motor race like they do every year, but they're hosting three of them. So there's definitely a lot of opportunities to go, you know, see some fast cars and, uh, you know, spend that stimulus check. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, what about uh, Canada? You missed it. You uh, mentioned traveling up to British Columbia. British Columbia is one of my favorite places in the world. They have done such a good job of preserving their nature and their old growth forests. Um, so in a sense, when you're out in the woods in British Columbia, you're looking at the way that the woods must have looked in New England before European contact uh, and before we deforested right. everything. So. Uh, specifically, I wrote about a town called Tofino, which is on the far west coast of Vancouver Island. Um, and, you know, for people not familiar with that area, it's basically as far west as you can go in North America before you get to Alaska. Um, and there's, it's a tiny little surf community on this remote island. Um, that is known for its surfers, uh, Canada's surf team for the Olympics trains there. Uh, and there's also a great community of artisans and really, really great foodies that do all this great foraging through the woods and, you know, fish their oysters out of the ocean and then pair them with mushrooms that the chef picked that day. So I, I could talk all day about Tofino, but if you love food, if you love like a good hike, if you love surfing, this is a great place to go. Yeah, the Vancouver and the the whole that portion of Canada is certainly a, a place that I know has been very intriguing to myself and would love to get up there at, at some point. Um, let's let's talk about Belize. It's roughly the size of New Hampshire, but uh, certainly a lot of uh, adventure awaiting people who travel there. Totally, Belize has a great tourism scene. It's um, you know, they have a lot of activities to offer in terms of hikes, um, food tours, you know, allegedly some of the best tacos in the world come from Belize. Uh, there's all sorts of great water sports, rainforest adventure type things. Um, but it also doesn't 
feel overdeveloped or too touristy. So it's just a great place to really feel like you're having an adventure and then go, you know, lay on the beach and get some sun afterwards. And then the final international trip we're going to talk about is, is Tokyo, Japan. Uh, this one's intriguing because they're scheduled to host the one-year COVID-delayed summer games this year. That's right. Uh, and, you know, obviously that situation is evolving. So we'll see if the Olympics actually end up happening this year. But, to, I mean, Japan is a traveler's favorite for sure. And with the Olympics, there's been a huge investment in new hotels in Tokyo. Um, so it's a great time to visit. And let's talk about one more location and we'll bring it back stateside. Uh, you have Palm Springs in California as a, as a place to visit. I do. If you're, you know, looking to escape those chilly, uh, damp uh, mud season months in, in Boston and New England, Palm Springs is a great destination. It's got that dry desert heat. Uh, if you're an architecture lover, there's a great mid-century architecture scene there. Um, nice hotels to stay. Uh, and this year, a surf club is supposed to be opening in Palm Springs as well. So they'll have some sort of artificial wave where you can learn to surf in the desert. Well, there you go. That's uh, something you certainly won't find staying in New England. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're talking with Todd Plummer. He, he wrote the article, A Bostonian's Guide to Hopefully Traveling This Year. You can follow him on Instagram at Eat Gay Love. Todd, I'm going to get you out on this one. Do you have any travel plans for this summer and or the rest of this year and for that matter? And if so, um, where, are you, where, where are you thinking of heading? Oh, gosh. You know, I'm just trying to take it one day at a time right now. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, I signed up to go to Argentina for polo camp. I'm a polo player. Oh, there you go. Um, and that keeps getting pushed back and back um, because Argentina keeps opening and then closing their bo border to tourism. So hopefully getting down to Argentina to, you know, hang out with the gauchos and have some good asado and uh, work on my polo game. Well, the, the hope is that your trip and, and everyone else's trip can, uh, can happen at some point this year. Yeah, that's right. Todd, uh, thanks so much for taking a few minutes, minutes to join us, sharing some places to go in 2021 in both regionally, uh, a little bit outside of the Northeast, around the country, and around the world. We really uh, appreciate you taking some time to join us. Thank you for having me. He is Todd Plummer. He wrote a Bostonian's Guide to Hopefully Traveling this year. You can find that on bostonmagazine.com. Uh, you can find Boston Magazine on social media by searching Boston Magazine and also find Todd on Instagram at eatgaylove. This has been the New England Travel Journal Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, I've been your host, Sam Dostler.